sometimes that is better. Hey, Charlie. Hey, Charlie. Hey, Charlie. What? 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 Hey, hey, hey. You, you know how we were talking about Here for Blood and how awesome it is? Yeah, we've pretty much been talking about it all week. Yeah, we've pretty much been talking about it like, since we've seen it. Uh, yeah. We have one more surprise for people. We do. We really uh, do. This is a big one. This was the big one. We, we got to, to interview the star of the whole shebang, Sean Roberts. The one, the only Tom in this movie. Exactly. Uh, for those that maybe... Well, we're releasing this on Friday, so you might have seen the movie already. We don't. You know. might have. I, I, not, I suggest because I, it's February 9th now. Yeah, that you should go and subscribe to Screenbox and watch Here for Blood. Watch it or buy it on digital or go to the theater. Or go to the theater. Playing near you. This is. We're not being paid by them. This is legitimately us saying it's worth your time. You know, this is this has just been a cool opportunity. This has been like one of the bigger things we've done, Nate. I mean, we've done interviews. We have, but this is like a full on blitz for us. Yeah, we've never really been part of a promotion for a movie. And it helps that it's a movie that's really fucking good. I was gonna say it's a good thing it didn't suck, because that would have made this really hard. <laughs> right. You know, it's like it, it sucks that they're given an opportunity, and I'm sure we're going to see some sucky movies if we keep doing this. It's, um, it's just, you know, it's like it's throwing a dartboard or not throwing a dartboard, throwing darts at the board or throwing the dartboard. We're going to throw the dartboard dart. itself. Yeah. <laughs> and see what sticks. We'll leave Pete standing out there just holding darts in his hand. and We'll throw the dartboard at him. Yeah. You know, because this is still <laughs> happening during February. So that tracks for what we well, like if anything, this, this has right been now. the biggest highlight of February is the fact that. <laughs> Here for Blood comes out, uh, and I got to oh. go on a Valentine's date with Pete to go see this in theater. So. Right. Make sure he pays because he. Yeah, you know what? He better pay. He better pay after this month. But thankfully, we do have this great content, and we got the opportunity to sit down with Sean Roberts. Uh, if you go look at his IMDb, I know we mentioned it in one of our other you know, interview and review episodes. He played Wesker in the Resident Evil movies with Neil Jolovich. And I didn't realize that at first. So I'm going to sound a little starstruck in this interview. Cause I, this is, is kind of like the biggest person we've had on the show, right? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, we do a lot of independence and they're great people and everything. And we love talking to them. And I know I've had, you know, tall from Beastmaster, but you know, we're talking a movie that's almost 40 years old. But uh, Sean's still acting, and he's done done some great movies. He was in X Men, you know. He's done a uh, ton of TV shows. To hear us gush about like how he needs to be in all the action movies, and yeah, he, I, he really I, was a very kind and sweetheart of a human. He, and I really do wish him nothing but the best. Yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed this interview, which you guys are going to hear in just a few minutes. We're going to gush before we start gushing in that one. Yeah. Um, All we know but, how to do is gush like a gusher. Well, and it's going to feel super fast because they were on a interview like train and it was just next one, next one, next one. So for me and Nate, it felt like five minutes, but yeah, I mean, it was, 
I was literally in my work uniform still because I had to rush home to get on in time for it this. Was, so. I, I was ready to solo <laughs> it, but I didn't want to. I needed my little buddy with me. And, you know, because he's got always, you know, he asked a question. We know. I had to. We had to. We got so. an answer. We did. And you know what? Enough of us yakking. Let's get into the interview. What do you say? Let's do it. How are we doing today, What's up, Sean? John? I'm pretty good. Thanks so much for having me on. Oh, thank you, man. Uh, yeah, we're pretty awesome. <laughs> to- totally stoked that we get to speak to Tom from here yeah. for Blood, man. That uh, I gotta say, you're the cherry on top for this movie for me. Uh, the second I was watching this movie, I I only cared about what you were doing on screen, like like straight up, man. I I gotta say, I I was I was sold with you as a character. One of my questions I wanted to ask you, though, was uh, what went through your mind when they said, hey, man, do you want to play a wrestler that fights demon zombies in a movie in Canada? Uh, Basically, I got two pages in and I said, "Okay, where can I sign? This is uh, it sounds like my own voice as I'm reading it already. So I'm 100 percent in. Yes, please. (laughs) It it seems like it was like tailor made for you almost is really the way you kind of took to it um nate do you have any questions you had well it was just my my partner when we were watching it we're like he's the ultimate himbo like there's so much charisma that you have sir that it's amazing to watch it unfold and also when the hell did you get so jacked (laughs) well and everybody's been asking me that i feel like it's been years probably since anybody has seen me in anything so I've had a lot of free time. Let's just put it that oh, way. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> well, I, I think to, to be fair, it's like even when I watched this movie, I didn't realize you were Wesker from the Resident Evil. But even in those movies, you had like the suit on that kind of blocked you out a little bit. You were still built, but you see you in this and you're out there wrestling. You got, you know, obviously the tight shirt on. And you're, I'm just like, that's, that's not Wesker. Shut up, Nate. You're wrong. That's, that's not him. No, I kept telling, I was like, that's our Wesker, dude. (laughs) I, uh, listen, man, uh, the Wesker suit, I needed three people to get dressed into that thing because it was so skin tight. And, um, it wasn't until the third installment that I was like, you know, if we just like got under armor and put that on, maybe we could, then you could see my abs and stuff, but by that point, the costume had already been built, and I'm like, oh, well, that's a good idea. Maybe for the next one. Yeah. Don't you but, know that all goths have to have three people to dress them? That's the way it works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning new things. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, what was your uh, take on being in a like having to portray a wrestler? Uh, you know, like I know that movie came out. Um, what was it, Nate? Remind me the big wrestling movie with the brothers, um, the Iron Claw that just came. The out? Iron Claw. And I've seen a lot of stuff with those guys about the amount of training they did. And obviously that movie was all about wrestling. What did you do to prepare for portraying a pro wrestler out there trying to make it on his own? Man, it only took me half an hour. It was, it was an take Sean Roberts. <laughs> Listen at him. I love it. He's like, what? Oh, this is that's that's easy stuff, man. I was taking bumps from day one. Been doing this since I was eight. Um no, we, uh, I got the opportunity to work with Tyson Ducks, uh, who is a notable Canadian wrestler. He's got a, a, a facility, a school uh, outside of London. And so I got to go and spend a, a 
essentially an afternoon with him. And it was about sort of learning a, how hard the, the mat surface is so that, you know, that you get a feel for the light spring that is in it. And then realistically it's about learning how to do the dance. And, you know, he was 110% sort of the only reason that, worked because there would be times when I was like, I don't know what we're doing next. And he sort of helps me through the move uh, to a point where I guess our, our background performers on the day thought we were both wrestlers. It was like, okay, well, that right. sounds like, yes, uh, I'll take it. Um, and, and yeah, we, we, uh, we made the best out of it that we could. And I'm grateful for the opportunity because like you say, and everything else that I've done, they always put clothes on me or hide me in the background. And, you know, I worked damn hard for this. So it's nice to be able to show something that I got. Right. So uh, it, it comes across on screen a hundred percent, man. I like, yeah, to me, it just, you you looked natural in what you were doing in the movie. It worked great, but what really sold it was your like charisma and your relationship that come across with like all your co you know, co co-actors and stuff you and grace, I want a sequel with just you two. I want you two hunting demons, zombies. You know, I, I love the other actress that played your girlfriend. She, she was great, but you and Grace obviously were on the screen a lot more, but you two were like perfect. It was just, it was like that Looney Tunes with the big dog, little dog. And, you know, that's the feel I got for that. And I loved it. I wanted more of that. That's why I want a sequel of just you two hunting zombies i mean it'd be it'd be perfect we've already decided that you should just yeah we have the zombies but we redo die hard and just have it to where you know you are in a high tower with the demon cult attacking at this point and just kicking ass i think it was the moment that you punched the first cultist i was cheering because i went oh it's this kind of movie where instead of you being on the defense it was like nah, this guy's already going to kick everyone's ass and you already know it and that he's just going to beat up all these crazy sex perverts. So I was sold in. <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, you know, man, I, I've been doing this for almost 30 years now. So to finally get a role like this, it's, it's the reason I get out of bed in the morning. It's why I even got into this business. So it's, it's validating to hear you guys say stuff like that because, you know, this is all I've ever wanted to do. So thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, definitely. No, I mean, I mean, yeah. When it comes to horror movies in general, you've probably been asked this a million times, so I apologize. But like, were there any like that have influenced you when growing up, or just stuff that you know you've kind of clinged on to? Um, you know, I think there's the the traditional blockbuster movies like um, Night on Elm Street or Jaws, but like the one sort of movie that I remember vividly from my childhood was when I watched Army of Darkness because that was yes! a horror yes. movie. <laughs> it felt interesting and fun and not just like creepy and scary. And I was still young, so there was that creep factor to it, but it was different and I liked it. And it was like, so when I read this script, it was like, there is something here that feels familiar and, you know, I can only hope to be compared or looped in with a group like that, right? So, no, there's definite ties to that. Is very good company to be with. Yeah, the evil. You know, there's a lot of influence with Evil Dead with this movie, especially Army of Darkness. I love that you brought that up because you got you know obviously the you know the head, the stop motion kind of things, things that work with that, but the comedy element. You really sold the comedy on this. The even the way you're going through this movie, like 
this is happening around me, but I don't want to believe it's happening around me. It, it, from now on, it will always just be sex perverts is my favorite yeah. line from this it's entire not a movie. It's sex perverts. It's just sex perverts. <laughs> Even when you knew something supernatural was going on, you still are just, it's got to be sex perverts. Something is going on here. And when I, it's, it's, it's fantastically written. Uh, we got to interview the writer and producer already. And so we got a little bit of the background on that, but what was kind of, what was like the vibe on the set? Like how was actually filming a horror comedy for you compared to like other movies you've done, you know? Uh, it's, it's challenging when you're working on uh, a restricted budget. Um, generally there's one person doing three jobs. So there's a certain level of stress that comes with that because of the expectation of getting the day. Um, but when there's comedy involved, man, it just makes it so much easier. It really sort of takes that levity really makes the difference on the long days, working nights at three 30 in the morning. And somebody just let a fart rip on the other side of set and okay, great. We can all laugh and enjoy that. And, and <laughs> it creates a second wind for everybody to no pun intended um, to, to be able to get, through the day and you know i i realized a long time ago that i want to go to work every day and i want to laugh you know i want to i want to do that and you know horror has been so good to me over the years but i just i feel like sometimes some of the the graphic images are not it's too much right i, right. I feel like this is really see that but when you do things like this that are over the top then it becomes it, it takes that edge off so you can actually almost enjoy it um, as twisted as that sounds. So I think um, yeah, it's a testament to everybody that showed up uh, because man, you're having a long day, you're tired and you're not getting paid. Yeah, me either, but we're in this together and aren't <laughs> we to be able to work on a damn film because you know, everybody else has two or three jobs and this is a passion project. And, and that really sort of, shows through in the wee hours of the morning for sure it, it yeah, truly I, does you could tell when people are yeah. enjoying the process you could tell on screen it's a passion project coming to life and how lucky it is just to that it gelled together because you always hear about like movies that's lucky to even get a movie made in the in the first place because of how many things just go wrong and fuck up so to see that like this all came together so well and so like I don't know. It it blows my mind. This is a first time writer and first time director, basically. Like, <laughs> just doesn't make sense to me. Well, and that's just it. So, like on our first day, all of uh, the the cast members, we were doing the first scene. Or, well, it's not the first scene, but later on in the movie, which has the majority of us cast members together. I think we sort of rehearsed the first scene. I think we recorded it, and there was a point when we all sort of turned to each other. And we're like, "Is this?" Is it, is it just me or is this ridiculous? No, it's ridiculous. Are we all going to go ridiculous? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, great. So now we know what we're doing and we we got the tone. Man, there is certain hesitation when you get into a, a, a an opportunity like this with newbies because you're like, I don't know if you can, if you can seal the deal on this. Mm -hmm. And we got to see the final cut of the film. <sighs> Thank goodness it worked. <laughs> no, I, I don't doubt that. I mean, we've seen uh, countless amounts of independent films, low budget films, and all of them I have to believe are done with some level of heart, but you're also, you're putting your career, your faith in someone else's hands. 
and you can do your absolute best, but if they can't gel everything together and that's the difference with this movie, like we've seen plenty of, you know, these type of movies and Nate immediately was messaging me, hounding me because he watched it before I did. He's like, have you watched it yet? Have you watched it yet? You, you gotta, you gotta watch this now because you're going to be blown away. And my wife and I sat there and we watched it and I'm telling you, we were laughing, you know, we, we fell in love with you and the characters on this and it come across, it came across. I've already watched it like three times. Like seriously, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to go to the theater and watch it. You know, I, I, I truly believe, yeah, you know, no, back you, up, you know, they, it has our support, but also 100%. like, yeah, I was really hounding Charlie. I was like, just watch this damn movie already. I'm also kind of pissed off that this comes out in February and it's already like, one of my top movies of the year. How am I going to like have this get beat? Like there's still a lot to go this calendar year. Damn it. (laughs) Well, hopefully there'll be a resurgence uh, of popular um, viewing in in the, in the fall. Right. So we get our, Oh yeah. But uh, man, thank you. Those are some of the sweetest things a person could say. So I appreciate it. Thank you. That's what we do. That's, that's it. We're, we're the sweetest of the podcasters you'll run across. Yes, that's it. I do wonder, though, because of what Charlie was talking about, where like you watch something that j- just doesn't come together. You're like, oh, God, this is embarrassing. Um, a couple years ago, I got to see like uh, Henry Rollins do like a spoken word of him going, I will take no matter what acting job it is because I get better at acting. No matter if it's the biggest piece of shit ever, he's like, I'm at least still going to give it my 100% and learn from this experience you don't have to name a movie or a show or anything, but is there anything where, like, when it was said and done, you're like, well, what do I do now? Like, is this the end of the road or, like, something that you watched that you were in, like, oh, no, 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 why? That, thankfully, you've stuck to it and stuck to your guns and believed in yourself to, you know, be where you're at now? Uh, you know, I mean, actors judge themselves probably harsher than anybody, um... You never know what take gets chosen from the uh, editor's point of view. Um, And so you have to relinquish that control. Uh, And hopefully it's a director who you can trust. And you're like, I won't be be made to look like an idiot. Um, There have been those roles. And the one sort of bit of advice that I was given is that if it's awesome, people will see it. And if it's shitty, nobody will see it. So what difference does it make? (laughs) Your check cashed and the money's gone. So... Forget about it. Move on. Um, you know, I mean, there's only so many things you can control and you just hope that not too much shit gets stuck to you and it affects the further, uh, the, the future of your career. Um, right. I don't think I've had any of those. I mean, I, uh, I remember at a time years ago when I was yelled at from across the store, Hey, it's Dean, the rapist. It's like, well, that's not, no, how I want to no, be- don't, don't deal that. <laughs> From Degrassi way back when. I was going to say, yeah, from the Degrassi years, no. <laughs> right. And uh, that's not how I want to be introduced to your mother, but cool, thanks, you know. Um, but I, I think, like I said, either people will remember it because it's great or they'll forget it because it was forgettable. So you can't control it, man. You're just paid to stand there and say the words. Right? Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I've got a question. We, we are podcast is about horror and action where give me back my action and horror movies you have the build you have the personality you could do it 
I want to see you in an action movie. Is there like an action movie? I want to see him in like later or Commando Two because the whole time right? you're watching it and the guns. I'm like, well, clearly we can make Commando Two. He's Arnold's kid. Like, <laughs> yeah, Man, something. There was a time when I was hoping uh, Hugh Jackman would give up the Wolverine role so they could actually hire a short Canadian. Yeah, that son of a bitch just keeps <laughs> holding on to it. I don't know why. He, he's not going to let that go. Um, no. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's a tough gig, and you you got to love it because there's enough times in the in-between movies that you're just like, I'm a fraud. I can't do this, and I need to be doing something else. So fingers crossed see, somebody sees this because, yes, I got into this business to kick ass and take names, and this is the first time I really got to do it. I mean, um, one of the highlights of my career, we'll call it, was being referred to as a stunt guy by Donnie Yen. Nice. And, uh, Flex, so that was nice. And um, getting to fight with Michael Bisbing before he became the uh, heavyweight champion in the UFC, that felt validating because I was like, okay, well, I can see, all right, somebody else sees that we're almost sort of similar. He's taller right. than me. That's okay. Yeah, that's yeah, all right. So, <laughs> man, I'm going to keep trying. How about that? I will keep fucking. Right. Well, I, well, yeah, that's that's all we ask right now. You know, yeah. we have no control of this, but I'm like, well, I just need to see you put on some war paint and like, you have an axe in this movie, but I need you with another axe chopping some fools down. Yeah, more axe. I was not happy when you lost the axe. I'm yeah. a huge proponent for axe mayhem, and you had it. I was screaming. I was like, yes, and then he lost it. I was like, damn it, damn it, bring the axe back. <laughs> But yeah, you that's you, you came across that way in this movie. You you really were this you know regular dude thrown into an extraordinary you know situation, and you come out on top of it. you get your ass kicked a little bit in the movie, which we always love that in a good action movie. You know, guys got to get his ass kicked. You got to take your licks, but just the way you kept going, the way you persevered, the and the, just the the straight deadpan straight man comedy that you threw into this i i can't say enough about that man i i i want to sit down and watch the movie again right now just because i just it's something about you no no bad to any of the other actors on there i mean they did fantastic but obviously you have the most amount of screen time it's around you for 90 percent of the movie and you carry it well if that's the best way I can put that. Yeah. See, if Reacher has like a long lost brother, we can get Sean to play Reacher's long lost brother. And then they're both just big dudes, you know, throwing people through walls. I've got ideas here, damn it. Hey, that's filmed in Canada. I'm sure that can be something that, you know, yeah. just up the road, man. It's just up the road, but I don't know. It's it's a struggle. We got to get people to be able to see you. And uh, hopefully this movie does it. And I'll keep trying. But uh, like that's I said before, ask. the things. The things you've said today sort of validate my existence, and I will keep fucking trying. So thank you. <laughs> Good. Keep fucking trying, man. We yes. love it. Nate, I think you have one the most important question you have to ask any of our interviews. And yeah. Sean, you've never been asked this question. This will be the okay. first time. Everyone has to answer. It it. Might, you might have had a little kid ask you this question, but definitely I in doubt the it. circuit of interviews, you have not. The hardest question of your entire career. If you had to pick Shrek 1 or Shrek 2, which one are you choosing? Man, I'm going to go with the classic, the first Shrek. You never All go right, he's a, he's a first Shrek guy. All right. Hmm. You'd That's be still surprised. a good answer. 
it, you'd be surprised how 50 50 this question is man it, it gets divisive with some people i'm telling you okay don't, it has don't, absolutely nothing to do with anything i just like talking about sure i was really gonna it. say don't ask why yeah, he asked this question absolutely nothing our very first interview ever he popped that out at the end and i had no idea it was coming <laughs> so <laughs> it's now now part of our show i so. guess that's my stinger i don't know <laughs> Hey, well, you you got to know uh, who you're talking to, right? So, That's yeah, it, exactly. That's I got to know it. if I'm talking to a Shrek one or Shrek two kind of guy. That's all. <laughs> That's right, uh, Sean. Man, thank you so much for this time that you spent with us. I know you got a busy day, or hopefully the day is almost at an end. Hopefully for you. it's over, and you're just like I can like go eat or something, take a nap. Got to go to the gym, guys. Got to go to the gym. Keep them guns go. loaded, yep. man. Keep them guns loaded, Sean. Thank you so much, brother. We can't wait for the sequel. Chase, Nate, thank you guys. I hope uh, I hope I can see you guys again and do this again. Definitely. Anytime, anytime. You just you start going to cons, and I'll, I'll eventually be like, "Hey, there's that guy." <laughs> I hope. So. All right. Take care. Yeah. See you, bud. All right. See you guys. Jesus, dude, I was fangirling hard in that. You were, I? but you know what I like? I think he's into the whole, he plays Reacher's brother. Like, Yeah, but that, that changes the whole backstory of Reacher, because he already killed his I brother. Haven't, I haven't watched Reacher. He killed his brother? No, he didn't, but... He, Reacher like, did? That's not a spoiler. The brother's dead in the very first episode, so... Oh, that's a spoiler for a guy who hasn't watched it yet. I just know he's big, and Reacher's big. How long has the show been out, Nate? It's on season two already. They didn't give I us have, a screener. I have gushed. I have gushed I, about I, it. Forever. I'll say as Amazon. You want to give me back my Amazon screeners, you, Mister? Who's that guy Mr. that's in charge of it? Mister uh, Bezos, Lex. Luthor yeah, Mister Bezos, Lex Luthor. You <laughs> send us screeners, and maybe then I'll talk about Reacher season three. Right. So, yeah. Sorry, spoilers on the very first freaking episode of Reacher, but no, it was. It's cool, and man, we know so many Canadians. I think we know most of the population by now. Yeah, I know. Now we just need to get them all together to make the ultimate bloody movie. I think we. I think we get him in. And, and we need the sequel to this, I and somehow I, it's a crossover with Psycho Gorman. I don't know how yet, but I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna get him for Neon Maniacs. I think that's that's the that's it. He's gonna be in it. He's gonna be in it. Definite. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get in contact with you. I'm definitely gonna get in contact with you, Sean. So, all right. That was our interview. The movie is out now. It is streaming on Screenbox. It is on VOD and in select theaters. So watch it. Support it. Give it your money. Give it your time. It's worth it. It's coming from us. We didn't make any money off of it. We're giving them money to do this. So, you know. That's basically what it feels like. I'm going to pay for the movie. Here's the thing. All three of us really liked it. You know that if you listen to this episode, this this show, we're, we kind of bicker and argue quite a bit, but we were in unison on this one. So that lets you know when we're in unison, it's usually a really good movie. <laughs> yeah, you, you got you got the three tops, you know, giving it high marks. So and uh, continue listening to our February month of Pete, man. Uh, I'd like to say it gets better. We peak kind of high on the first episode. Uh, we peaked at the very first episode, and it's been a, a very, very terrible downhill ride since then. Right. So, so we're it's, hoping it's like a big U shape. Uh, peaks at the end, and then comes back at you know, or peaks at the beginning, maybe. comes back at the end. I, I doubt crossed. it. <laughs> you know what? We can always watch here for blood again. 
Yes, exactly. All right. Thanks, as you should everybody. do. Uh, thanks, everyone. John Roberts, thank you. And here for blood. Everyone. Right. Check it out. Go watch go, it. Go watch it. Now, sex perverts. I'm going to bash them.